Welcome, player two, to the land of pod. I'm Kitty M, the All Geek. This week, a raging river from RTX to Hideo Kojima. What is the story behind Mimikyu, the cutest of all the Pokemon, and possibly the most dangerous? And finally, the cast of Black Panther have been revealed. Come on, player two. Let's go explore things. Take a seat, player two. Can't believe you get lost every time we come to this tavern. We've come here once before. Sorry, sometimes I come here with people that aren't you. Because you're not that exciting. But I'm going to make you exciting with these weekly quests. <laughs> and the reason we come to this tavern is because this is where I find all of the juicy gossip in the land of Pod. Also, the orc bartender. Quite cute. Yeah. You can stop looking at him now. He's mine. Instead, how about we look at this news, which is not the orc bartender. You remember the movie Arrival? It's the one where Hawkeye and that woman from those movies that you remember her from are, are translators who go to meet some aliens who look a little bit like if Kodos and Kang were in our world, not in the Simpsons world. And it's all kind of trippy and everyone was like, oh, it's like Alien. And it's kind of like Alien in that there's aliens in it. But then that's pretty much where it stops being like Alien or Independence Day or anything like that. Remember that movie? Right. Well, the guy who wrote that movie is now teaming up with Valiant to write a new comic book centered around the superhero of Livewire. Livewire, I think, is already within the Valiant universe. I am pretty sure she's part of like that whole Faith thing. She's going to be a lot like Faith as far as being a cool superhero is concerned. Uh, and yeah, it looks it looks actually really, really good. They've got a good artist on it. It's not out till about June this year, but I've got a good feeling. I've got a good feeling. Valiant bring out some really good stuff. I'm more of an image fan. But this, this could tip me over. If you're looking to get into some Valiant comics, apparently Faith is really good. I just I haven't had the time. But I do love War Mother, which is like a Mad Max, but with, with more robots and, and ferns. Yeah. Speaking of big news in comic book world, which isn't really comic book world once it's in the movies, but it's based on the comics, so it's still technically comic books, Black Panther's cast has been announced. Are you excited, Play 2? It's, it's an amazing cast list, and I couldn't tell you everyone and be concise, so let me just hit you with the big names. Lupita Nyong'o and Forrest Whitaker are just some of the actors and actresses that are in the Black Panther cast. It is, it is insane how much good talent is in this. Rather than bad talent, I don't think you can have bad talent. It feels like an oxymoron to say that. The important thing is that Black Panther is actually happening. The movie is actually happening and the cast looks so good. I mean, we're going to have to wait till 2018, but I'm okay with that because it gives me time to find out which Black Panther comic I should really start with, because I haven't read any of them. Like, I know who Black Panther is, I saw a few of the cartoons, and I know the new Black Panther. 
it will be amazing because I've I've read the stuff of the writers who are currently doing uh, a lot of the Wakanda storylines, but I've never actually read a Black Panther comic. So, player two, do you have a suggestion? Because I want to get into this, but it's feeling a bit like Doctor Strange. I want to get into it. I want to know where I should start. And, yeah, I'm a bit stuck. But very excited for the new Black Panther movie. One guy I do know about, though, is Batman. Of course I do. Everyone knows about Batman. But apparently, he's finally been broken. Like, really super-duper broken. Like, like Flashpoint Paradox-style broken. By Bane, of all people. So, this is uh, the Tom King's Batman. It's number 16. I read ahead, read the spoilers, just for you, player two. And it is intense. Like, if w- what they say has happened has actually happened. <laughs> I'm only laughing because it hurts so much. Also, it's pretty brutal, so that's kind of cool. Don't look at me like that, player too. I, I know people like you. People like you play, like, tabletop games, right? Yeah, where hundreds of armies get sent to their deaths, so don't get snippy with me just because the latest Batman has worked out to be quite brutal. Because it's getting brutal in Warhammer 40k, like that segue. I thought so, player two. I thought it was clever. The Fallen have returned to Warhammer 40k, which is big news. Big news that I don't really understand because I'm more of a Dark Eldar person. And for that reason, I only really care about the Dark Eldar and She Who Thirsts. I understand how she feels. I'm quite thirsty most of the time. But if you do want to actually find out more about the Fallen returning to Warhammer 40k, I suggest going to ozdestro.com. That's where Beatty Hammer is. You remember Beatty Hammer? We went to his plays surrounded by miniatures and annoyed him with questions about Jedi. Yeah, so go check him out, ozdestro.com. He's got all those little details. But if you are a Warhammer 40k fan, I've got something for you, player, too, because I'm helpful. Watch as I be helpful to you. Bandai Namco have a humble bundle, which is awesome because I'm just getting into Naruto, so yes! But if you pay more than $9, you'll get a Warhammer 40k Eternal Crusade game. See? I'm being helpful. Yeah, I, I know, player two, you want me to talk about RTX? I mean, do you even know what RTX is? You know, you mumble a lot and your face doesn't make much expression, so I ask you these questions and then I'm never sure what your actual response is. RTX is a convention basically set up by the guys from Rooster Teeth, Achievement Hunter, the guys who did Red vs. Blue. You remember them. Well, it was their convention today, actually, in Sydney. Or yesterday. Or it depends on where you are in the time slip, player two. But just trust me, it was recently, unless it was like a year ago, in which case it's a year ago. So that happened. And you know what? You look a little too excited about this. Let's, uh, let's head over there. Yeah, to Hideo Kojima's mind, because that's who I got to like visit minds with at RTX. You excited? 
Yeah, we're gonna go on this adventure. One quick question. Do you have a, a sailing ship? Or maybe a raft? What about floaties? Player two, you know I love you, right? Well, I mean, not love, like. No, like seems too strong. Tolerate, put up with, wouldn't shove into a volcano. That's it, that's, that's our relationship right now. Mm, you don't bring me enough cupcakes for me to care about you. The important thing though, player two, is that I think I should be honest with you. And honestly, the reason we are currently on this raft of rage is so that we can get to Hideo Kojima. Uh, well, what I remember of Hideo Kojima. My memory might be a bit fuzzy and impacted by the fact I'm pretty sure I made eye contact with him and he wants to be my friend now. Mm. But before we get there, first off, Hideo Kojima is uh, the mastermind behind Metal Gear Solid and just the mastermind behind so much when it comes to video games and I got to hear him speak and the reason we're currently on this raft on this river is because this is the rage river and I need to get some things off my chest before we go to the land of Hideo Kojima and soil it with my rage I don't want to do that so I'm just gonna put it out there right I'm there at the convention listening to this amazing speaker like his mind it's inspiring to hear him speak even if you're not into the metal gear games which by the way i'm not they're difficult and i'm bad at video games so i've played maybe one or two of them at the start and gone no but i know he is good at what he does and i know he creates these awesome worlds so to hear him speak, that, that's something else, right? You're there with this person while their brain is working. Like This is what I don't get, and I see it a lot in conventions and geekery and just general humanity, is we go along to something that we're really excited about and then spend the entire time talking to everyone about how we're excited about this thing that we're participating in rather than actually participating in it. Like there was a guy behind me answering the questions being put to Hideo Kojima. Now this guy is entitled to his opinion and I'll happily have that conversation but not while the guy I came to see answer the question is answering the question. I mean, th there were other guys looking at their Facebook picture when I was near him. Near him. Bro, you are 10 meters away from greatness. And I get it. I get everyone gets excited. I'm just saying that if ever you're in this situation and you find yourself checking your phone or talking to your friends more than looking at what's in front of you, then you're never going to be able to say that you were actually there when it happened. All of those people are not going to be able to truthfully say, I was there when Hideo Kojima explained his relationship with Del Toro and his relationship with technology. You don't get to say you were there because you were physically there, but you didn't experience any of it. 
So anyway, that's me on this rage raft. Now we've landed. We can get off, go to the beautiful place. Wasn't that hard, was it? This is Hideo Kojima's mind. I know player two, you're probably correcting me as to how I'm saying his name. I'm just bad at these things, okay? Just, I mean, you could be a little nicer. I created this for you. I know it's dark and scary and a little bit mystical, but that's what I think his mind looks like, okay? So uh, I got to see him speak today at RTX and it was, it was really cool. Like I say, I've not played much of the Metal Gear games just because they're difficult and I'm bad at things. But I'm getting really excited for Death Stranding because my video game prowess has improved and this game looks... Oh, there's so much about this guy that goes beyond words. So I'm very excited for Death Stranding. It looks beautiful and the story looks complex and dark and I like that. So this is what I remember from what he said of Death Stranding. Firstly, it will be sort of open world. It's built on one engine that they seem to have changed so that it will suit their needs for the video game. As yet, it won't be VR. And no, he can't tell us when it's going to be out. But he does have an actual scheduled date. So there were a lot of questions. Uh, the guy from uh, Greg from Game Over Greggy was the guy asking him all of these questions and doing a really good job because if I'd been that level of fan, even me as the level of fan I am, I would have just stared and cried and it would have been really uncomfortable for everyone for those two hours. But so yeah, we, we didn't get to hear basically any of the information that we actually wanted to hear about Death Stranding, except for something I found interesting and I'm not sure whether that's whether it's been brought up in other articles or other interviews but I'd heard the first part which was when you make a, a video game you use a stick to push away your opponent it might not be an actual stick it might be a gun right but you're using something to push away opponents and you could also use ropes to pull people and opponents towards you and he said something really interesting. He said, they're like strands. And that's when it hit me because it's death stranding. And I didn't really understand the stranding part of it until now. What if, okay, this is just my theory and I might be wrong. But what if part of the gameplay is not just pushing people away with guns? But pulling them to you with those those cord things. So if you haven't seen the trailer, uh, it focuses on the idea that these people have these cords, like almost umbilical cords, coming out of them, and it goes into someone else. So what if you can hook into your enemy's umbilical cord and pull them towards you, or, or hook into um, a comrade's umbilical cord? and heal them or give them some sort of directive what if that's what it is and when he says death stranding like to me that's death connected 
the the ropes connecting so the death going through the ropes like what if what if it's all just about how the game is played nothing to do with the actual world which looks so cool and dark and scary what if that's it what if it's a simple kind of almost play on words which i can see coming from a guy like that so i'm very excited to see it i'm not sure that metal gear fans are going to be excited with it if what they want is another metal gear game because he also talked about changing things as you go on so as you progress and he talked about this like progression being that you change things and that you're going to lose people along the way but you might gain more people and that what you've got to do if you're creating things is keep progressing and that was that was really good to hear you know not that I ever want to make video games unless someone wants to pay me to make video games but it was good to hear from not even a creative perspective but just as a human perspective it was it was an, it was another thing you know it was just yeah I mean it could have been because I was also standing on my feet for two hours and I didn't really wear proper shoes because I was dressed as an orc and also my costume was quite heavy so that might have also been <laughs> why it felt like an out-of-body experience listening to him talk but yeah the guy is quite insightful I think and uh, if you get the chance if it's out there if the RTX interview panel is out there please go and watch it it's so enlightening and if it's not I think any interview with him is a good idea because I followed him on Twitter for the longest time but hearing his responses to questions yeah that's where it's at and he has got some awesome stories awesome ah this place is really cool but a bit creepy yeah hey here's a question what do you think about Pokemon let's go let's go find my favorite one it's also the one I think he would have as the favorite one because I think he and I would be friends. Yeah, we're just going to these woods over here. I'm sure nothing bad will happen. Player two, just... I'm not saying the Mimikyu is dangerous. I'm just saying you could be a little bit more quiet. And also why you dressed as a Pikachu. I don't remember that. I don't remember that costume change happening. <sighs> Why? You never answer. You never answer. We're here, though, to talk about Mimikyu. There are many theories around Mimikyu, and in one of the recent Pokemon episodes, Meowth saw Mimikyu and basically died when Meowth saw what was underneath Mimikyu's costume. So, to go back a bit, just in case player two, you haven't been paying attention to the Pokemon world. In Pokemon Sun and Moon, which is the most recent one, one of the new Pokemon given to us, revealed to us, was Mimikyu. Mimikyu is a ghost fairy Pokemon, which is the first of its kind as far as those, those, that combination of hybrid goes. And it wears a Pikachu outfit 
seemingly so that it will be loved just like Pikachu but its outfit's kind of creepy and underneath it you sometimes see these little shadowy claws and there are all these fan theories and some amazing fan art around Mimikyu. The world is transfixed and I've got to say Mimikyu is my favorite. I love the cat Pokemon don't get me wrong, they might be my soulmates as far as Pokemon goes, but Mimikyu, Mimikyu is my inner self, and sometimes my outer self, it's my Patronus, if you were, it is everything I totally identify with, I totally get it, but we're not here to talk about me, we're here to talk about the theory of the Mimikyu. Player 2, you're kind of being silent. It's okay. Your outfit's kind of... Like, it's a weird Pikachu outfit. Did you make it yourself? I'm not saying that when people make it themselves, it's bad. But it's just... I don't know, there's something... Look, the important thing with the Mimikyu theory is what is under there. That's what everyone thinks about. I say it doesn't matter what Mimikyu actually looks like. Like, that would give us some indication as to where its parentage is. Like, which two Pokemon got together to create a Mimikyu. That's very interesting. But more importantly, I think, is its apparent hatred of Pikachu. So hear me out. Within the game of Sun and Moon, and this is a little bit of a spoiler, so if you haven't played the game yet sorry you fight pokemon totems in order to then catch pokemon of that type so you'll fight the grass type uh totem and then you'll be able to totally capture grass type pokemon when you are going for the ghost type and like the dark type pokemon that's when you come up against Mimikyu. now this is the really spoilery bit when you first encounter Mimikyu you kind of end up in this little room and you're looking around the room and as you look around the room you see pictures on the walls that like children's drawings you see a young girl seemingly with blonde hair and either side of her are Pikachus the picture's upside down. And in fact, there's quite a few pictures of Pikachu in this room. And as your eyes drift over the walls, the feeling that something else is there creeps up on you. And then... Pikachu! Well, actually not Pikachu. Mimikyu. Mimikyu attacks and it is brutal. So it got me thinking, part of what is happening in the Pokemon universe right now are these people who are basically experimenting on Pokemon. We've already established that ghost and fairy type really haven't been seen before, I don't think. So what if Mimikyu is an experiment? What if Mimikyu was created, a fairy type and a ghost type, 
just wanting to be loved in this lab environment. And what is the most prized Pokemon? It's Pikachu. Everyone knows that. Even though Pikachu isn't the strongest or even the smartest, let's face it, Pikachu is the one that everyone wants. Everyone loves Pikachu. Now think, if Mimikyu was raised in a lab, how cold that environment would have been. And if it was raised to be a fighter, it would have been feared and reviled. But not Pikachu. Pikachu can beat anyone at once, really quite violently. I mean, it's tasering people. Let's be honest about its powers. Everyone loves Pikachu, don't they? So, what if that's why Mimikyu doesn't like Pikachu, but still dresses as Pikachu? Because it knows the only way it can really get that love is by dressing like the one thing that epitomizes everything it can't be because of people's perceptions. What if? And I know you're thinking, hey, Kidia, that's a pretty deep analysis of a Pokemon. But let me remind you, this is Pokemon we're talking about. Everything's deep. Like when I found out about Cubone and Cubone's mum. I'm still kind of not over that. Can we not talk about it? So that's my theory. My theory is Mimikyu is a lab experiment. A lab experiment not necessarily gone wrong, but not gone right, and now blames Pikachu for the love it never experienced. And I like Mimikyu. I like that Mimikyu is some kind of ugly, or at least perceives itself to be some kind of ugly. And let's face it, the ghost Pokemon type don't get a really good rap from anyone. But they should. They're nice, they're cute. If you read their bios, some of them are downright adorable. And I like Mimikyu, even if Mimikyu isn't adorable. Mimikyu has realised that to get out and about in the world, it's got to cosplay. And I feel that. And it's okay to be itself. Like, it's strong when it needs to be. And it just goes with the flow every other time, while still being what it chooses. So, uh, so I like Mimikyu. It's cool. How about you, play too? What do you reckon, like, the story behind Mimikyu is? You know, your, um, your outfit's kind of, I don't mean daggy, but it just doesn't look quite like a, like a, Pikachu you're not player two you are too short to be player two and you're dressed like a a Pikachu you're Mimikyu aren't you very quickly.
Oh, player two, I'm so glad we got out of there. Oh, yeah, I didn't expect that little Pokemon to be able to overpower you. You have, like, armor on and everything, and it just had that tiny little rope. So did you see what was underneath the, the Mimikyu's thing? You didn't, didn't think to take a, a shot of it? Maybe a Snapchat. Facebook Live it. <laughs> no, you didn't. You only think about yourself and how giant ghost Pokemon are tying you up. It's good sometimes you're selfish, player too. You're selfish. But this was fun, right? I enjoyed today. I enjoyed it. We should come back again. There's a Facebook page now for The Land of Pod. You can rate and review this on on uh, different podcast apps. Hopefully you give me very high praise because I have a very low self-esteem and uh, it'll really help me. Okay, player two, you better get back to the real world. I'll be here, land a pod. Next week, we'll go on an adventure. We'll talk about stuff. Until next time, player two. <laughs>